Siri. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jessica Podcast. My name is Bernard. And I am Valerie. And welcome, welcome. And as you hear, it's our one year anniversary of doing this podcast. Whoop, whoop. You know, shooting stars, jazz hands. <laughs> Want to go to little? What's a little? Beer, beer, beer. <laughs> we need to get one Our of those horns. <laughs> get us a sound Tom effects. Flies when you having fun. Yes, yes. All right, y'all. Well, well. First, since it's our anniversary, I would say I would have um had an ex alcoholic beverage, but being that it is nine o'clock and I have things to do. Oh, this time zone is just unappreciative. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd be like, huh? Oh. Okay, if it was like um around your time, I probably went to the gym already, but I didn't go to the gym yet because I woke up at eight. I woke up at six thirty to be there at seven thirty. Yeah, actually nice. made it there at seven twenty. But what you got? Since you don't have no alcohol in your cup, it's it's we we call it the juicy cup for a reason. But we're gonna let you slide and me today. So go ahead. But I have to work out. That's not the reason why. Um, so for right now, I have water. I will have a celebration. Um, I actually got some. Um, is it Grey Goose? No, it's Pelvic. It's one of them. Um, that has like a white peach. I don't know. I can't remember what it is. I had got it for the podcast. Got a drink to have an actual drink, but I have water right now. I mirror you with um, a nice cold glass of water. Ooh. My morning has been running, so I haven't had an opportunity to pour me up a glass, but I might while we're recording. Hey, ain't no wrong with that. <laughs> I know I got a long look. That long day go turn to a short day. If I, I no, I, I could still go out, but it's just be, we'll see. Let me join you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real early. I haven't eaten nothing yet. All that's right. the part. I wanted to make a nice breakfast, but that didn't end up happening because I literally was running up until I got on this podcast. Ooh. Again, if I felt the need, I would got some grits, eggs, and um, bacon. I wanted some sweet potato pancakes, mm. some bacon that I had already thawed out, and I wanted some mimosa and some eggs. But you know, I'm gonna save it for tomorrow. It is a three day weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Thankfully, you know, I ain't mad at it. So you know, well, Valerie, what got you going this week? <sighs> this week I had two things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my first thing was I saw this clip it on Instagram of this rat traveling through the sewer system of the toilet up into the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. And it really made me reflect on my trust issues. And my trust issues is that, you know, every time I go to the restroom, especially at night, like mm-hmm. I'm that person that if I go to use the restroom at the night, we turn on all lights. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to look in the toilet before I sit down and pee. And it was just watching this rat just go up through the stream and then just literally land and kind of just swimming in the toilet that really bothered me mm-hmm. and made me super, super uncomfortable. Um, and I was I... like, if this could happen, I don't I don't know what I would do, but it could have a whole house. I'll move out. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> you, you, you can kill a rat and keep going. No, it's 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 just like, and I thank God, I've been in this house now for two years and some change, but I have mm-hmm. not had a roach sighting. But I don't know what I'm gonna do once I see one. I know it's gonna come. You know, eventually there'll be a little roach. I had a roach at the house back in Miami, but mm-hmm. 
but like I'm just I'm horrified. But the roach, I may have to suck it up and kill it. But the rat, it's your house. No, I gotta I respect no it. I know. Um, me and Amber sometimes she's just saying, um, a, um, it's a guy. It's another story when a, a snake came through the um the toilet. And so because of that, you know, I kind of I, I do look a lot of the times if I'm in, if I am sitting down <laughs> or using when I'm using the restroom. Um, well, not yet. If I sit when I sit to sit down, mm-hmm. is I do have a quick look because I do have like this like random fear of like a snake biting my booty hole, and I don't want it. I just <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so weird you say that because honestly, from my understanding, before I moved here, I did my research a thing, and one of the things that they mentioned was roaches, snakes. Mm-hmm. And hurricanes, like flooding. So what got me was sometimes people like will go. I've seen videos before I moved here, people going in their closet and it'd be a snake in the closet. At my mm. job, we had a snake right by the front door one time. And then I came after the fact somebody killed it but never moved it. Mm. I was like, that's ridiculous. Um, but I that was my bigger fear until I seen these rats, and that's why I would be coming in the bathroom and turn on the light, because I would like you. They don't want the snake to reach up and bite anything that's down there. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to go to the mercy room and explain that to them people. But yeah, I, I'm glad the Washington joy. has, um, it's too cold for snakes. I'm pretty sure they have snakes, um, but not as many as it probably would be in like Houston and Florida. A good time. Yes. What else got you going? These 774 new laws that just came into um, play as of September 1st here in Texas. And how mm-hmm. I just happened to be on TikTok and learned of it. And then it sent me on like a merry-go-round for like hours at night, falling asleep with the phone in my hand, trying to read a synopsis of each one. Um, I just did and I'm not a political person, so I may mm-hmm. sound real retired, but I just didn't know stuff like this could actually occur. <laughs> Like, yeah. and I made the comment to someone, I was like, so he really sat there with a pen and signed 774 laws into into play? Like, and I was being sarcastic, but I was like, really? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, for you to put that many laws in play, make me want to know what's hidden in between it. So it makes you want to kind of go through and just see what it is. Because you can make one wrong step and you'd be doing the wrong thing that was okay on the 30, 30th mm-hmm. or the 31st of August that's not in play on now on September 1st. So... Look, I think, and I said, we're going to be still doing it, um, hopefully, with the next, um, after the next president term. I do think Biden is going to win, most likely. However, if I had to be a smart strategy, I would focus on the election after, um, after Biden does a second term. And I would do that mainly because there's no like really big contender. And if Kamala um, Kamala decides to run, um, she would definitely lose. So you hypothetically really think that man's going to even make it through a second term? Mm. He still seems like he ain't here. Mitch McConnell, he ain't over there freezing on the, and on the online. That man had two falls in the past two months. Two of them. He still he got medically clear. I was in um, the gym um yesterday um <laughs> shaking my head and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and I seen his other ones. He was in the wheelchair and I was like, see, how we gonna have these people who are running our country? They could barely run themselves. I Everybody, think somebody with the is his name Jim McConnell, you said? 
Um, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. I seen somebody, and it, it was it was right. It's honestly the same thing I think about Biden. Um, they, they said that basically after after a certain amount of years, like you need to retire, you need to be forced to retire, you need to go and enjoy the last mm -hmm. bit of your life, and not the last bit, but you need to go enjoy the ending years of your life, and um, and enjoy life, like be with your family, do things that are, this is a stressful job for you to be in, and at the age of what Biden would be by the time we get to the next term, and then get through it. I think that man to be at eighty six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like that's wild to me. It's still possible, but you know, hey. I'm He's better than the other choice. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with this. My oatmeal first. So anybody <laughs> know I really like oatmeal and being that I'm in Seattle, they don't have an Aldi and I like um, the maple brown sugar oatmeal, um, which is fine. Like I can just get another brand, I guess. But I got another brand. I got um, the pieces of creams from um, Kate, um, Quaker Oats. So I was like, you know, I haven't had it in a while. And I had some um, almond milk because I, usually, I don't really like, um, I like, I can do, I can eat with water, but not peaches and cream. I have to do it with almond milk. Maybe it's me because I eat oatmeal, but Quakers, they teach you out of what the hell they um you buying. And oh, and all because and what Aldi, and this is what I said, this is kind of like it's petty. But in Aldi, like the packet of oatmeal is like um the one packet is still like pretty like a decent like fill. I feel like with the Quakers, it was like one or two flakes in there. <laughs> and I had to pour like on like four to equal basically like one and a half of like of um Aldi's brand, and I was I was very offended by that. So was it like a lot of powder? That little powdery substance. A, a lot of powder, <laughs> the little peaches, and it was just like, where, I'm like, where's the goddamn oatmeal? Because two of them equal basically one. So yeah, so whatever. And then the next thing is. I went to the Janelle Monet concert um, for the people who do follow me. Um, I really had a good time. It was beautiful. Um, they had the girls, you know, the girls that were like, um, they're always running and rapping. Um, they call me Dr. Evil because I'm sin again or something like that. Mm -mm. Oh, I, oh, they call me Dr. Evil because I got mini men. They call me Dr. Evil because I'm not So, if you ever seen, it's like um, these young girls that are like rapping and running over a place and off to the point where they're like viral enough. Um, Missy, Missy Elliott um, redid their songs. They was pretty good. They actually was like cute. I can see, I would, I, I'm interested to see how like how their career gonna go. Um, then I had the guy from um, The Classic Man. Classic um, Man. I thought he was sing live a little bit. Well, he did sing. I don't know what I expected from his show. It wasn't bad. He it don't sound like it was good. Well, well, he. Had, he I don't think I got a chance to like. Um, he they had only on his set. They had technical issues. Jenna, Jendia, Jen. I forgot to say his name. That's why I said classic man. But what happened? I don't know. He was good. I I, I would give him another chance. I guess, but. I think I have to be in a different setting. I think that's what his music is. It requires, it requires a different setting. But Janelle was good. She gave me outfit changes. She gave me songs. She didn't sing that one song with Nia Long, though, but that was that was fine. There were all other songs he did. She was very entertaining. I'll definitely go see her again. However. <laughs> what did the crowd do to piss you off? Oh, so this black girl was um <laughs> next to me, right? Um, still short black girl. Um, and I don't know her at all. Um, 
and we were just standing standing she was she's a little short and so i made sure to kind of just like oh, when i'm next usually short people at a concert i try to like have them at least have a better view um and that's you know so we were standing next to each other and so these white girls like four or five of them they like one um they cut in front of me trying to get across and i was like okay but not it's okay it's just they're they're i can tell they're moving However, they they like the last person they lined stopped in front of that girl. Mm-hmm. Like so, me being a whole me, I said, "Hey, could you guys scoot down? What well, reaches here?" I said, "Scoot your ass down a little bit more. Thank you." I'm, I'm I didn't. It wasn't really um like me asking you mm-hmm. a question, and they all looked at me now, but and I kind of did the hand motion like, "Scoot down, come on, keep going." Because it was more so because it was rude. Like the girls, like it's a difference between you just um taking the space your friend already had versus you actively like you already had a place and moving in front of that girl. It was disappointing. And then what it was, um, the guy um preaching um that I'm going to hell outside of the concert. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I and you know, so. That's Nisty, y'all, what got me going. And I was telling Valerie, and I was also talking to um, my other friend about it. And it was just like, it's irritating that I go to it, I think, as people who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community. At some events, people are actively like, outside protesting about um, sending like you to hell or like how you're not living life right. And it's just interesting to me that people take that much energy to kind of do that because like I said, it was part of me being a part of the um if I had to pick, I'm more of a Malcolm X side. I I I would pick to go to churches and do the same thing, but however everybody is um have those false beliefs as the guy outside the thing that and so it's just in- interesting and very just irritating that I think people it doesn't matter what community he's a um, white guy, but it doesn't really matter what community or race. Um, I have experienced basically all races outside of active gay places who are not bothering them, and then preaching that we're going to hell. And I just, it's just, it's really weird that people do this, and it's just like you're not the final judgment, no matter what Bible you come from. And so why should I listen to somebody on 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 this earth? Yeah, actually, look ridiculous and sound crazy, but. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I don't. I don't agree with the next person condemning the next person, um, especially when it comes down to religion. Like we all gotta go and individually um, account for our own sins. And you be like, nigga, who are to. you? But why would you sit out there and down down someone and then tell them, oh, come over here and try to be a part of this religion and fix your life? Not after, after you, you just said, just told me how <laughs> call me I'm all types of shit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I I don't understand it. Like I said, I. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. But hey, you know, live your best life. You know, just, <laughs> just. I think jail stops a lot of people in their internal thoughts. Right there. Uh, um, topics. So we can get into these hot topics, y'all. Um, so Bernard, mm-hmm. what club would you bring back? For one night, if you could. For one night, um, one night only. It would be this um club back in um Virginia. Um, it was actually pretty um, and it, I guess more so the nostalgia of it. Um, I guess I would say because um, even Rachel had a good time in there. 
I gotta tell you the story about it. <laughs> and uh, she's so unbothered in there, but she was having so much fun. Um, Rachel, y'all, my friend, she doesn't really like clubs. Um, but it's a club called Colors. Um, me and Deontay and um and Tony used to go um all the time. It's an hour drive. Um, because in the seven cities in Norfolk, there really ain't no clubs there. And she had to make an hour drive to Richmond to go, and that was a pretty good club. I ain't gonna lie. If I had to pick Houston, it would probably be Bayou City, I guess. Bayou City was good. Bayou City was um, a club in Houston that um, you go on like a Sunday night and, mm-hmm. you know, have a little fun. Until um, one night I wasn't there, um, but somebody, they got into a fight. It was always fighting out there, but they got into a fight and somebody got ran over by a car and killed. Mm. And after that, um, the club ended up shutting down and it's another it's another club now, but Bayou City was a time. I'm not gonna lie about that. It was a good time. I never heard none of these places. <laughs> well, what about you? So all my clubs go back to the crib <laughs> that I would bring back. <laughs> um, the first one, I've been trying to think of the name of this place. I don't Google, but if you're from Miami, um, you should know about this spot. It was like popping from like the twenty late 2011s going into the early I think 2014 so it was around for like a good year or two um it was on Biscayne Boulevard um like a smidget I think north of Houston it's like but like right up in that area near like Houston and um at the time it used to be a queen of diamonds across the street it's still a strip club I think to this day but it had opened up queen of diamonds across the street from it that club on a Thursday night was everything. When I tell you everything, like me and my homegirl Nicole would be there like clockwork. I, that's probably why I got my little name of like, you be out too much. <laughs> I was there every Thursday, like clockwork. It was ladies nights. The drinks was flowing. The music was always good. Oh, I mean, you had uh, cheap drinks. <clears throat> hmm? Cheap drinks. Yes, but it wasn't like, it wasn't um like cheap liquor. Just the drinks were like, yeah, good. Like... like you, it was like, I think it was like either the ladies drink free for a certain time. It was it was one of them unbeatable deals, okay? Mm-hmm, that's <laughs> um, what it sounds like. Then, uh, it, <clears throat> if I had to keep going for my Thursday night, it became Pangea. You ever heard of Pangea? Mm-mm. At Holly, uh, Hollywood Hard Rock, the old one, not the new one? No. Thursday nights was a vibe, a big Ooh. vibe. So they had two places going on Thursday. Be struggling, be struggling. That Pangea kind of came in play after the spot. Mm-hmm. On Biscayne. And then my heart, my heart, if I could get this place back for one day and be home, I would go. The Lizard House. Oh, the iguanas. Iguanas. That's my baby. That's what that's what my club life started. I've only been there about once. <clears throat> the only thing back. I realized, I realized going to iguanas that the same people was in there from when I started going in like 2010, 2009 to literally when it closed. Like, and I'm like, I remember you tried to holler at me in like 20, 20, 2009, 2010, and you still walking around making that same host role. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we know some, what people are you doing? Don't lead a, some people don't leave the city. 
It's not about not leaving the city. It's about like you still going to the same place as consistently as you were before. Like it'll look like the person ever left. Like we we ain't leave from two thousand and nine. You're still here on the same BS. I'm I'm just popping in. Like I've been there since I've been home, and I'm still seeing the same faces. Uh, I don't know. I I can I can see it because I think if, if you are living in an area and some places are good, they may be a little staple place. So Bernard, you know I love me some bar fifty fifteen. Mm-hmm. How often do I go to? I don't you ain't gotta know. answer that, but you can't you can't even give an answer. So well, it's no, like I how can't... often are you gonna do that? <laughs> well, I guess it, it has to be different because like when I go to the neighborhood, um, I go to Crocker. Um, Crocker is a um it's a bar and um y'all and um in Houston and um the gay area, and um. I... Fun little club. It's like a what, bar club. I would still go to that. I like, call it like a bar, but I always have a good time. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. Just be careful, y'all. If you ever go, um, hold off after you drink. Oh, actually, no. They they starting to watch people drinks now. Um, the security um is watching people drinks. Um, when they not the bartenders when they pour because y'all they over there like a, drink. No, they um uh, no um because you know at, at Crocker they fill your glass like up with liquor. And put like a drop of juice in there. <laughs> like I have gone there like tipsy and left. Like you know, I got home. <laughs> um, the details of how is just how um <laughs> I'm always shocked. Um, I think every time we got the Crocker, I was pretty much at the ending of my drinking, and I probably would take one drink, and it has been strong, like significantly strong. I even remember going back and asking the dude, like, "Hey, can you um put a little bit more juice mm-hmm. in there?" They do it to you. So, all right, moving on. So, this is one thing uh, <laughs> that I saw, Valerie. Um, uh, so, I don't know the name of the show. Uh, if I click right now, it's gonna um, do it. But so, long story short, the um, it was on. It was like a Reddit. It was on Reddit, and what the it was like a lady talking about her husband. Her husband called her ugly. She said he just admitted, my husband admitted I'm ugly. Uh, you may have seen it, and so what she's saying is that she always feel like she's ugly. She doesn't feel like, um, you know, she's the best looking person out there. And she's usually her husband tells her, you know, she looks good. However, one particular day when she was making snacks for her husband and his friends, she was upstairs making snacks, and they was in the basement talking. And long story short, the the friend um. The husband friends was calling her ugly and the husband agreed with them basically but he was like she's really nice and i like her and so she heard this from upstairs while making them snacks and so she don't know what to do <laughs> so when you sent me this it took the jaws of life to get me through listening to them actually even reading it on the pod. I think it's called BTS pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like once they read the first the first line, it was just like straight giggles. But as they read it more, it was just appalling. Um, the audacity for me, the audacity of your friends to come up in our house and I don't give a damn what they think about me. They can think about that outside of the four walls of my house and the gate mm-hmm. and the front yard. Um, you could be on somebody else's property. <clears throat> Be on some um state or county or local property, but be on don't be on mine. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say because like then I would wonder if you want to be with me. Like, do you if you gonna sit there and agree that I'm ugly to your friends, 
And why you want to be with me? Well, well, hold on, hold on. I talk to my mom about this song all the time. Um, my funny Valentine. Uh, no matter what version you um you hear, most people hear it from um, "Waiting to Excel." Um, Shaka Khan. If you listen to the lyrics of that damn song, that song is based on like you are so ugly that your looks are laughable. <laughs> However, you are the um the greatest person that makes me smile. I really love your inner beauty, basically. And so. They would have to go to couples counseling or something. <laughs> they, I, cause I, if I, I'm saying, if I'm, if I'm thinking of like to keep your marriage to kind of like, because I can't imagine you not somebody not feeling anything about their spouse because it really don't quite matter how you look, quite honestly. It doesn't, um, cause all it doesn't that, matter all, on how they make you feel. It really do. Well, no, I'm going to say it doesn't matter how you look in the sense of like you will get cheated on. You know, um, True. But in the context of like wanting to feel that attraction, I, that now nah, that's gonna affect their sex life. It's gonna affect her her actions towards them. The friends, um, I think in that moment, I probably usually I like to be more intentional about how petty I am. I think I probably would have just threw the food downstairs and be like, "Yeah, I fix that shit just sucks. I'm gonna be ugly in my room." <laughs> I just. It it would never. I wouldn't say never be coming back from it. It would just be like, mm, I'm glad. It would be a hard comeback from because you're supposed to be my spouse. You're supposed to be my person, and you, I don't. Even if you didn't want to defend me with your friends, you don't have to co-sign. Mm-hmm. Like you could have just kept quiet. And I, I can I can see because I think and I don't know. I can say everybody. I know I've been there. I know I've 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 fallen for a person who wasn't the most attractive to me. Um, but the personality did a, a million times on a wonder, but then I can't tell you that afterwards I didn't find them physically attractive. So it's something that had to kind of grow on me. So in, in my mind, I'm like, you don't, you don't find, you don't find her attractive at all. You just really like her inner beauty and that's what's keeping you here. So what's getting you up? Cause that's, that's inner. What, what's, what are you looking at that's getting you there? <laughs> It must be strong because it must be strong because all I think of is that like when they sleeping, I just I feel like I have to be attracted to you, and I'm saying you yeah, one of the I, people who look over and look at the person while they sleeping. Mm-hmm, do <laughs> I, I do. and then be like, hmm. I have like seen somebody like before. I was like, oh. We was dating and I'm like, mm, I don't think he cute. And I was like, he is so ugly. <laughs> he is so nice. I'm like, oh, he is nice. But I'm like, I do think it, you, you have to be at least somewhat attracted to him. I, I, I guess the personality, person, I would say personality does help. But in this situation with the friends, it's it's a no go for me. Fire is you just like, your friends to sit up there and disrespect me in our household. Why am I fixing y'all niggas some snacks? I'm being the nice girl you say I am, but these niggas are gonna slip in and talk cash and money. Oh, baby, you said to me, would have threw something down and said, I would have went downstairs and ranked every one of their asses, okay? <laughs> and then told them to get the F out and take your little friend with you. Maybe we would have had a field day. It would have took, it it took a lot because it would have taken a lot for me to now be back attracted to you if you, if you can't even be attracted to me. Like, that's gonna, mm-hmm. that's gonna hurt me every time we, we even try to get to that point. Now I feel like Even before sex. that, like looking at you and it's just like, you don't like the way I look. <laughs> look, now I feel like pity sex. I don't want your pity. Look. 
speaking of pity <laughs> now that is something this other one um you ever um heard a so-called black love right you sent me it i ain't seen you that yeah oh i did say i forgot um so on black love one it's funny on twitter they've been now talking about a lot of couples on that have broken up on black love but Married, um, it's a 50 chance within the first few years that your marriage was going to, um, you're going to get a divorce anyway. But and so, in this couple, the couple is talking about like the stuff they went through as far as their relationship. I don't know how long they've been together, but I know they've been together for quite a while. But in their relationship, like they had to deal with murder, they had to deal with like losing their home, they had to deal with like, um. I guess what well, it was like somewhere like car like um something happened to their car um like fighting i don't know damn no you name it um they went this is he what they at gunpoint there was a murder um and his mistress that he was running around with the husband's mistress was gunned down in front of him mm -hmm. and, and then he went back home to crown her lap you got me f all the way up three ways on sunday right? you got me messed up you know, I when I seen that, I was like, "Well, damn!" I was like, "When she?" And because a lot, of, I would say, a lot of people on that show be like, "Like you said, I'm gonna stick beside them." It's just like, how long do you stick beside people through all this? To murder, people get gunned down, and like, so then you go cry for, about your bitch um, on my lap. To me, that their story in particular sounds like it was something that was totally preventable. Had he not been messing with her, this wouldn't have occurred. Mm -hmm. So. It gave me. It's another story, sim not not similar, but with the cheating, and it's all kind of known. And mm -hmm. he, unlike this black guy, he actually seemed somewhat remorseful. It was like a, a more Hispanic looking dude. And he was with this. Well, other he's older. They got nothing to do but be remorseful. Even still, man, like I'm all for for sticking with you and sticking through it. But when you bring unnecessary havoc to that degree. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I, I, I think that would be a breaking point for me. And then you're going to want to cry in my lap because your mistress died. And if you ain't crying in my lap, who else lap you going to cry in? See, I don't got time to be wondering about all this. Mm -hmm. And was that, the other question was, was that enough to make him stop? Because you ain't finna give everything to the camera. Did you go to the funeral? Did you go cry in the casket? You got me messed up. Oh, going to the funeral? <laughs> oh, that's just, that's a big ax. I didn't think about that part. Imagine, she, she, they might as well stay together if she go deal with all that and still be with them. Um, that's crazy. And it seemed like the common theme of that show um, was a lot, was like, I did all of this. Because even um, I, the couple, I like um, Duvall and um, Kadeem. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were it's um dead ass podcast. Mm -hmm. They're really they're a really cute couple. I I enjoy them. Um, I but it's a lot of that thing with that podcast is I used to cheat on my spouse a lot, and they stuck. I didn't even know he cheated on her. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised. I didn't know he cheated on her. And he stuck beside me basically, and it's just like. <clears throat> ooh, I think it's the difference between cheating and like bringing something home, like. Like I said, I think we talked about it before, I can deal with cheating in the sense of like, honestly, just don't keep your hoes in check. Like, don't have nobody call me. You, we ain't finna have no, um, because, Betty, I was listening to the song, side note. 
So everybody know that song with um Barbara this is Shirley and it's like um woman to woman. Shirley was crazy doing all this stuff I mean, however, a lot of people didn't if you ever heard the rebuttal to that, that woman says basically, I'm so sorry. Um she's like um seems like you're doing too much for the man. Um, because baby, I'm not I'm not gonna leave him alone. I'm still gonna fuck him. Um <laughs> I'm so sorry you got to do this. And honestly, I don't even want him. You can have him. I just want to fuck him. I'm not, I'm not leaving him alone. Long, my thing is just don't be bringing no drama to me. I think it's a difference between somebody bringing drama to me and Gina versus me catching him. Like, in this, like, they had lost their house. Lost their house, we getting divorced. The whole murder thing, we getting divorced. Like, it's a difference between you bringing something back to the house versus me finding out and being like, oh, like, I'm even though I said the max I'm doing is somebody calling me. Because all I'm going to do is be like, why are you calling me? You're being reckless at this point. And that's, that's basically what that was. It was, a, mm -hmm. it was a situation of recklessness. If you're going to cheat, it should never, ever get back to the home. Nothing about it should ever, ever get back. I don't um, want to hear about and I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not condoning the cheating, but... It should not have your actions outside of this home that were of of disloyalty should never come back to bite me in the ass. Mm -hmm. And and I and I just I I couldn't fathom it and me thinking that you deserve me enough for me to stay. I I would really I couldn't say it. I I don't know what I would do right, but I can say that. It would take probably God himself to come in and hold me in his arms and say, baby, it's going to be all right. Because I just don't know what's going to make me be like, oh, I should stay. If anything, you may want to give us a protective order for a couple of miles of distance. Because every time I see you, I may want to hurt you and act upon it. Um, because you just totally just uprooted my whole life over your recklessness. Ooh, especially like losing your house. <clears throat> you know how mad I would be? I losing the house. It was something with their car, wreck, um, damage to their cars all the time, and it's just we would have to break up. And like I said, it's a difference between like me catching somebody cheating and like you know, even if I find out, it's it's like I said, it's the recklessness. I like that word, the recklessness of it. And it's just like no, I'm okay. We're not doing this because ain't nobody. I I would advise people just if you cheat with my man, don't come to my house. I, I'm. You are not, I feel like when people do that also, on another note, like when they be like, oh, I'm going to go address the, um, his wife. I'm the wrong person to go well, his spouse. I'm the wrong person to address because I'm going to look at you and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you have fun with him. Um, <laughs> and I probably just hang up and probably always like, if you at my door, I just close the door and be like, well, you have a nice day. Um, I don't know what your expectations of me. If you want to talk about it, I don't want to hear about it, quite honestly. I'm going to talk to him. I don't want to hear about it. You be good. Does that happen often in the gay world? I imagine with the lesbian world it does. I feel like this is more of a, mm -hmm. a, a I'm gonna say a feminine trait, and I feel like we do it not to. I, I can't tell you probably ninety nine point nine percent of the chance you already know when you're making the call. I don't know if it's the same for a man, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is. But you but you know when you're making the call. So it's yeah. almost like you're doing it for some form of justification for yourself. You're really not doing it to grasp an answer or get some solidified mm -hmm. in your head. Mm -hmm. But you are, you just, you, you know, and basically put 
the two and two that you put together in an equal four, you just want somebody to circle it for you and put a check mark next to it. That's basically all it is. You could have seen on... the text messages. You could have you could have seen the photos in the phone. You could have followed the whole DM thread, but if you it... still had to get on there and mm, get you get a that voice. Mm -mm, that's... I, that... I can't think I've ever been that person, but whenever it has happened to me, I've been like. But why? Why? Like you, you have everything. You're telling me everything. <laughs> You're telling me what I didn't know. <laughs> right. Did you ask them? Like, why are you talking to me? How about this? So I said I've been on the receiving end of that, and like I remember, and like them text. Well, I didn't even know the like said I didn't even know the boy even had like a, a partner, and he um the partner texted me, and I was like, oh well, okay. After like he like he was like, well, I just want to know. I'm like, yes. I said, like, how about this? No. This is what you. I was like, if you whatever you consider cheating, yes, yes. Um, but y'all be good though. You you know you let them know. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got to worry about me no more. <laughs> Peace out. And I think I still text him. Was like, hey, your spouse text me. Um. Your partner texts me and yeah, so you have a good one though. I was like, I'm not really into I am not I don't go back and forth for drama like that. And so it'd be good. But like in that conversation with the spouse that they like he was texting me, because first I know like who the hell is texting me? I don't know who this is. <laughs> like they know. I just but that is a lot of acts to me to sit by somebody and for them to be reckless with cheating, and I understand it said through through thick and thin, but but that's do you part. But I do think a lot of that is based in like they had to, and like in the back of the day, um, stick by their husband. I think that's I think when people talk about that, a lot of times it's like, cause I think what women wasn't allowed, even allowed to have a bank account until what, the early nineteen hundreds. And so, and even in um, if you ever watched or movie um, Jane Eyre, um, in that era, um, I can't, I don't know what era it is, but I know it's like they're not allowed to even own property. And so, I do think like a lot of women back in the day had to stick beside they reckless cheating as a husband because it was a dependency. There you go. Nowadays, please y'all, y'all do better. Like I said, it's different from being reckless. And I, I and I think it's gonna be drama, and I think it's very you can be very forgiving and move on. But when it gets to the point you losing your house and your car, you gotta think just, again. Nah, and yeah. that show did have, like you said, a, a theme. Go think again. It had a theme to it where there were like certain couples that I was just like, y'all just endured so much, and I'm 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 happy for you that y'all was able to work through mm -hmm. it, but some of that endurance was like ridiculous and it could have been you know maybe the age that they chose to get together where they were in life and maybe they genuinely love each other but could not get on the same page and mm -hmm. i feel like and i know in the past you told me like that ain't always the case but i feel like you know sometimes people know before they get there like there's True. red flags that kind of show itself um but i could even say from talking to some people who have gotten married and knowing, knowingly getting married within a red flag to think that if we get married, it fixes the situation. This is weird. Um, it, it's, it turns out to be just even worse. And I would say also far as just even like just being married, I just think that it takes a lot of acts 
And so, like I said, to be reckless in that spectrum and then kind of like, that's why I do think like, um, I would imagine you have to do a check-in with your partner. And I do think with checking with your partner, I think I would, I'm more of a monogamous person. However, I do think that I would have like a lot of like, um, was it, is it polyamorous um, when they can um, have sex with other partners? I can't remember. It's like polyamory and poly. It's it's like two one polygamy and polyamorous. I can't remember which one is rich. I was getting confused. Whichever one um applies. I think to what it's I'm polygamy has the multiple spouses and they're actually in relationships. And plot, but I, I, I thought like the amorous open. may have been yeah. I can see myself being polyamorous or like honestly, I think I'm okay. But as long as like we both can do it, even if I'm most likely I probably won't still do it. But I'm okay with like every maybe five years being like you got a hall pass. Don't bring nothing back. Leave me alone. Or more so, uh, and it's more so, or like it doesn't have to be like that. But it's more so us like evaluating like do we still want to do this? Do you feel like you need to cheat? Do you want to go see what's out there? I. I, at this point, a lot of people, um, they stay together because of obligation or kids or this isn't that. And, and, and you know, that's good for them. And I just, I'm leaning towards the side at this point in my life. It's like, just let me know. I would rather you let me know, but like, hey, I'm, I kind of really want to cheat. You know, now if you keep, now if you come me a second time, like we have to kind of like, we might have to break up and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like this be I think a lot of people understand like if as long as you're honest a lot of people will be okay with it some people are not obviously but let's do a check in because I'm be damn if I call other bitch um I come outside my house and my car on all four flats um because this bitch you don't know I've been fucking with been um been having sex with um don't slice and I gotta turn out everything in, in one in one setting. Mm-mm. It just don't sit well. Uh, mm. I agree with you though. Having the conversation, having the open conversation, and being comfortable mm. to say how you feel, and maybe even exploring why you're feeling this way. Because if you mm. come back a second time and you like you want to cheat, then what's really what's what are you not getting? Or are you just having an urge? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Come on, let's talk about it. Let's mm. let's work through these emotions and feelings. It's 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 one for the books. <laughs> I, like I said, it's it's it just I guess the way to go about it. And like I said, I, I'm not really mad at cheating. It's just as long as I said we we just can't do all other stuff. Oh, you know what? Kiki Palmer back when um he didn't cheat though, but Kiki Palmer um uh, uh, her man together. I think we ever talked back um back about that. Yeah. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them too in her petty ways. I love it. He understood the assignment. He he shut the fuck up, and he I bet you he can do that shit again. And he probably won't. He he learned that at the end of the day, the social media warriors will have his ass laid out again and again mm-hmm. and again, and it be over there. He be a he be over there contemplating his mental health and way he gonna stand that in the world. <laughs> I do think um when we can go on break. Um, I do think Kiki Palmer. And um, her boyfriend situation um, is the perfect example of like when I say sometimes people need to stay out of other people's business and that sometimes couples have an understanding. When you're in a relationship with somebody, I feel like them two people have an understanding that the rest of the world don't need to understand. You Big facts. But and he so also I, put everybody in, in, in his business into their True. situation. So that's why they ended up in that. But and guys, we shall be back.
Yes, yes. Hey, everybody. We're back. Yes. So we're going to jump right into the next topic, and we are talking about Miss Kimberly Coates. Oates, Coates, Coates. Oh, that's her name? Yes, Kim. Kim really made the headlines last week. She was tired um, of shit. <laughs> deciding to show up to work um, inebriated. Um, not only did she show up to What's work inebriated. What's she work at, though? <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, Kimberly is an Oklahoma school teacher, and she showed up drunk to school on the first day of school. Right out the box, like she she ain't hold no punches. Um, <laughs> not only stressed. did she show up drunk, she came with her um her look her cool her um her cup with the wine in the cup to school and sipped on it as class was going. Um, basically, in a nutshell, Kimberly um was questioned because her demeanor behavior um was being called into question of seeming a little different than what she had been in the morning, which is the way she was talking, the way she was reacting to things. And it prompted the superintendent to actually bring in law enforcement to question her down. Um, Kimberly, unfortunately, continued to lie. She said anxiety medication. She said she had drank the night before in the wee hours of the morning. Um, it just kept getting worse and worse for her. Mm -hmm. um, but Kimberly did admit eventually that you know she was drinking on the school campus. Um, she did do a breathalyzer, um, in which she blew that out the park, <laughs> literally. Um, and the school board took it upon themselves <laughs> to go ahead and arrest her. Um, so we're bringing this to your attention because it was a question of did the school take it too far? Um, this how this came to me. I listened to the radio last mm -hmm. week, and the question was. Did the school take it too far to arrest Miss Kimberly? Let me remind you, school teacher, <laughs> um, for supervising and instructing kids while under the influence of alcohol, wine to be exact, box wine to be exact. Um, what you think, Bernard? Should she just have just gotten suspended, fired, or like what? What should have been Miss Coates' punishment? You know, it would have depended on the grade. Quite honestly. I feel sorry for her. These kids are bad these days. How many times we don't talk about how these kids are bad? And hold on, I do think she should be held accountable. Let me say that. I think it's the first day of school. How bad could they be at the first day of school? You got a whole eight weeks off. Must come not on, know come them. On, come on. <laughs> oh, because mainly because well, you know, a teachers they're not the first day of school's not the first day to report to work, and so they probably she probably was already stressed by them kids. No, in you the said summer. these schools, are, these kids are bad. So. It may not have been her first day back to work, but she hadn't dealt with kids. But kids, but saying, weeks. kids, but also um, if she may be, but she'll think about the school and what they um what they're acquiring um from her um a lot of the um curriculums they've been um having them do with a lot of teachers has been a lot, um especially you know what from people Florida. do when they job get overwhelming. They quit. And what else they do? Yeah, but are you assuming that people job. can can people really afford to quit in this economy right now? People doing She's, it all day, every day. I had a whole um drug addict as a teacher in sixth grade. It's six notes. She functioning. Was she getting higher work? Seven. Valerie, I did. I have written probably about less than five pieces of paper in that whole entire class for the whole entire year. I couldn't tell you a damn thing we did in that lady class. I just another lady was visibly on drugs. That's the first Somebody time. That's the first the time ball and left y'all unsupervised. And oh, consistently, okay, daily, and she okay? was thanked. <laughs> um, but 
You yeah, sound like you over here siding that Kimberly shouldn't have got arrested. And I'm over no, here no, no, like no, no, Kimberly no. should have got arrested. I do think she get arrested because, like I said, you don't know what happened to your kid. I do think um, she knew what she was doing. I just think that, no, is she unfortunate? Tired? Do I think she's having like a long sentence? No. I do think she's go like a drug rehab and kind of like because the issue is more so probably it's her job versus like her actually like wanting to harm. It's not like she came to work and was like fucking kids up and like punch them in any face was like shut the fuck up. She was. She What's was, the difference between that and her coming abuse? In, mm, <clears throat> if you if you really want to be if you want to be technical, mm -hmm. neglect is a form of abuse because she was inebriated, which means that her reaction is not out of ten slower to respond to a dangerous situation. We're dealing in times. That we've always been dealing with. Well, hold on, hold on. When people come to school and shut up the school, how would she have responded or reacted, no matter what grade it was? Because she wasn't in her right mind. And we can't say it wouldn't have happened on the first day of school. It's to happen on Valentine's Day. It's to happen the last day of school. Mm -hmm. Come on now. If she been, if she fifty three. <laughs> she ain't just um start becoming a teacher. She's been functioning this whole time. So and I feel like if you had a choice to either move up in your field. Because if she's 53 and depending on how long she do it, move up or, or try to go to the mm -hmm. superintendent's office. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to tell you to fix that. But what I do know is if you chose on the first day to go to school to not only be drinking the night before, drinking that morning, and then carry the the contents into she don't the need school, to be doing the job no more. you willingly, knowingly did what you did. And honestly, I don't care how much time they give you. It's probably still not enough. Because really? if something would have happened to my child, it's the... It's the probability well, of something happening. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that. Job. And I'm saying, I'm, I, I agree with you. Like, I do think she should be held accountable. I just think accountability just look a little different. I think a lot of times we're quick to put people in jail. I just sent you the, um, the little, um, the jail in Norway. I always tell people, um. And I'm going to Norway with you. They can put me in the all mail prison. It seems like I'm going to be safe. <laughs> Well, you still be right safe. <laughs> they may say you uh, they open the door for you. I ain't got to worry about my okay. front or my back. They seem like they perfect over there. <laughs> perfect. Y'all, if y'all never have um, looked at jails across the world, um, particularly in another um, land region, um, they jails are, their crime is different also. But actually, I do think, like, yeah, like her, like, I think she, she get fired. She's never be able to teach. But I do, I'm saying, like, I'm always in the side, like, when I'm trying to hold people accountable, it's like, what it, what does that actually look like? Um, I do think, like I said, she should maybe be on, I would give her probation. I would only put up because nothing did happen. However, and thankfully somebody did, like, catch it and nothing, you know, happened. I do you know how, how hard it is to catch something like that on the first day of school? The office is chaotic because there's kids who either were enrolled I mean, or you have to be real fucked up in order for somebody to, um, to catch something like that. Yeah, like so it's it's it what if somebody didn't and something still happened? I mm -hmm. I think that she needs to serve at least some time. Go go sit in the cell with us so you can really understand what your actions look like. But I then also I do agree with the rehabilitation part. Put her mm -hmm. in the program and like cause you you have to be on a different level of crazy or unstable to think that it was appropriate to go into a setting where you are looking over the most vulnerable population, kids, mm -hmm. and go in there inebriated. No. But she she shouldn't, she need to have, it, it could be 72 hours. She need to be in there in one of them rooms, they got a little toilet, and she got to pee and poop in front of everybody. Oh and somebody trying to touch her and pull on her. All she that. Said, she can understand. Stop playing with my kid. She said, fuck this school year. I'm really tired. Y'all talk about day one. And I wouldn't pay her for the day. <laughs> I would just give her probation for like a good maybe year or two. I would say 
over a year for if sure. If she say no jail time, she'll be on probation for five years, and I will make her. And you know, I'd be honestly, I'd be okay with that in a mandatory a drug rehab, pro, alcohol anonymous um, program, because obviously she stressed. She stressed the kids. She was like, "Fuck this." Speaking about stress, and so our next one is more so like um, we talk about introverts in corporate America, and I came to this um. I sent Valerie this because I thought it was interesting because we are always in like in meetings and in the meetings, um, the little girl was talking about how she hated as an introvert. Um, it was stemmed from a video of a guy saying, if you don't got nothing, you know, if you don't have nothing to say, he just don't say nothing. He feels like a lot of times in corporate America or, you know, extroverts are consistently like out and now out and kind of like forcing you to kind of talk or say something you don't really have something to say or unnecessary meetings and so you have a meeting if you ever been in a meeting and just like bob said yeah we need to do abc and then um jill go come back home like yeah because abc is a really good idea and then you have like gary come in like yeah because abc is really you'd be like if y'all niggas don't shut up we understand this is can we, can we move on from this and it's so the worse. It, it, it is the absolute worst. <laughs> Look, I I think it's for me why I, I struggle to sometimes um come off the nicest at work mm -hmm. because I don't do fluff. And that's what it is, it's like a bunch of fluff. Um Basically. it's this it's this catty um fakeness that everybody kind of passes around like oh my god that's a wonderful idea and and i second john and oh my god that is beautiful and and we should do this and we should add that in some damn college discussion posts that made everybody do that shit can we just get to the point of what we got to get done john you finna do you finna handle a sally finna handle b and c and then we all come back together and she she goes into also like the differences between like at work how sometimes if I'm not mistaken I think this is the post right mm -hmm. where like introverts kind of suffer because they're not in the setting with extroverts so giddy and uppity we're more like okay can we get to the point and I say weird because I'm an introvert um mm -hmm. I can't even recall one time I did an assignment with my mm -hmm. team and out of a team of eight people that I was supervising I was the only introvert. But it, it 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 made sense. It made sense and even how I delegated tasks and different things and how sometimes they wanted to parlay on things. I'm like, yeah, we we kinda we kinda done. <laughs> I will say even some people would argue that a lot of introverts makes actually better leaders in a sense. Uh, I think more experts are leaders, but introverts also makes really good leaders. It's a book I have. Um I haven't read it. I think I read like the first few pages and stopped when and got the book and everything. It's been about a few years, but it's called Quiet. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. She has, I think, on TED Talk, too, and she talks about um, how introverts do make really good leaders because they're usually quiet and kind of listen, based off what I read so far. But my, I'm more of an email person. Just send me an email. Why are we talking they about this? They do the this? same thing in the email. And which is fine. I don't got to be incorporated in email. Mm -mm, um, I don't have to say me. nothing. I would write them, them chain emails. Go and we all. I see we all included. I immediately go and outlook and I mute that thing because mm -hmm. what I don't want to see is everybody just being like, ah. mute is <laughs> it's the best thing in life to ever have because I mute. Mom, you put me in a group. I mute it. Any I don't get if it's email, phone. I have to mute it because it's gonna um it's gonna um mess with me. But I do think it's interesting that like 
I would say as a person who's usually quiet a lot of times within the work settings, I actually some it, it it is disrupting that sometimes people really want you to talk and you just like I really have nothing to say. I don't know what you want me to say about this. Like we all just been in this room. We talked about ABC. Do you? I, I'm I'm not inclined to repeat ABC. We understand ABC is good. <laughs> why why are we talking? Like leave me the fuck alone. And I think even like that. I think sometimes people just kind of. We're family or like that work, that thing at work. Like, cause I, I've been in spaces like my last job, I really, really loved. Um, I enjoyed the environment. Um, in other spaces, I, I don't, I didn't care about like team building and stuff and all that. I'm like, I, I just kind of want to do my job and go home. Like, and I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with that, but it's also sometimes where, and most times in most corporate type positions and work, mm-hmm. it's frowned upon. You should be wanting to, you know, Spend beyond the already eight plus hours you give this job. You should yeah, be wanting to tell. spend more time with them and Lies. and be all giddy and ready to jump at a dime. I even hate when we used to get on, even when we get on meetings and it's like a whole 15, 20 minute like conversation before the meeting even starts. Oh, like, can we? Can we just quiet? And it don't be nothing about the meeting. It's off, it'd be off subject. I mean, just like it'd be we? about the pets. It'd be uh-huh. about the kids. Oh, well, the pets is a good it, one. <laughs> oh, it'd be about it'd be about the weekend. I just be on some. Can we get to the point? And I, I even gotten better because I I know that basically it's almost like you have to kind of play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna get you the first five minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna ask you how you doing, how your day been, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna hit you with the. Um, the first first one or two questions you ask, I'm gonna take myself off of mute, answer the question, so you know she spoke, you know she said something, and then I'm gonna go back to mute. <laughs> what I seen on TikTok, I'm like, oh my gosh, my like, I'm like my camera, something is so wrong, I don't know, and it, it be nothing wrong with her camera. She was just drinking her coffee. She was like, yeah, I don't know, it gave me an error this morning. I don't know. If you don't got me on camera, I'm probably not by, by the computer. I I will keep it up. Um, I'm still listening. I just have to do something else. Yeah, especially when they're talking um, fluff. I'm just like, I just, I need, I, I need the meat potatoes. I need meat potatoes. I be making my breakfast. There you go. I be rubbing like, Charlie. I be trying to do everything to calm myself because I'm like, I don't really want, I don't care. <laughs> like, I mean, what do we have to do? Can't, and then it'd be like, stuff like, this could have been an email. The fuck we here for? <laughs> but, totally yeah. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. And last topic. Is it the last one? Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, was it me who found this? It was me, huh? Mm-hmm, it was you. Yeah. So just hold, 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 hold. Let's, let's <laughs> make this clear first. You found this. I'm going to respond. <laughs> um, I found this. So, basically, there was a question posed on social media that said, if someone, your friend, in parentheses, um, unfollows, if your friend unfollows you on social media, does that mean that you are no longer friends in real life Bernard shoot I would say there's two things to this part um for me I don't usually I don't have friends that just um no that do that game of back and forth like well we mad at this week I'm unfriending you and then I'm gonna be we go be um friends again next week I don't have friends like that and so if I had to think about it in my world if you unfriend me I'm gonna assume we're not friends which is fine but I can, I can, I think it varies from situations, but most of the time people unfriend you, you guys are not friends. Which is, like I said, in the weird part, even if I don't like you, I'll I meet you. Like, I, you, you know, 
you can mute everybody on all social medias and you they'll still be your friend but you don't see their posts and they might they're not going to see yours and i do that i won't like take you off as being a friend you know especially we were friends it does nothing to bother me. What you take so why would you mute them but not remove them? Are you not muting them in an effort to not hurt their feelings, even though you don't care about the content or what they have to say or what they're producing or um, well, for whatever I'm... reason you would? So say this had absolutely nothing to do. Let me let me rephrase that too, because mm -hmm. what the post was more so about was about potentially you not either being in agreement, so maybe what the friend is posting or. Like maybe you got that friend and you this wouldn't be you, but like example, if somebody that was my friend and oh, she posting but she posting butt booty naked every day and it's it's one of the first things that pop up when I open up my social media, I don't care to see you naked. Oh, okay. So, so like no, not you, that you, you and the friend have had any type of issues verbally with each other, uh -huh. more so than you're just not in agreement with the content and what they put to producing out or spewing out. Oh, you can you can mute them. When I see too many Bible quotes on your um on your page, I, I mute you. I, I haven't I, anybody understand if you post a lot of Bible quotes understand baby have you mute there's only one person <laughs> I guess to get away with that and um and I kind of just it's it's I have to take that which is which is fine um but there's there's only one person that is allowed to do it I'm so no two people actually are allowed to do it um but I don't see it like at to the point where it disrupts me but if I'm constantly open up my Instagram and we see if I see certain things I don't like because I have them none of the family um if it's family I'm not really too familiar with and we kind of just a Facebook friends um because we we got so many cousins together on um, our mutuals I don't follow mm -hmm. you I don't know you because one side of my family I don't, even, I don't even see them and let alone if I had walked them to the event they would know who I am we are strictly Facebook friends, but I do think that no. Then I guess you could if you put it in that context, then it really depends. You can mute somebody, but and mute you just don't have to see them, so you can still communicate with them if you need to, or like whatever the case may be. Because unfollowing them, unfollow do feels like you're not their friend, but me and my world. I, I could be if not be, be a friend. I have exes on my um Instagram and everything. Majority of them, yeah. Um, I just mute them. Eventually, you still come back on your page. Eventually, you can remute them. But I just feel like it's too much time put into it and on both ends. Like if I actually notice that you blocked me, then I'm just like, I I I, I don't I don't know what to do with it. Like I'm. I don't think it would stop me from talking to you more so than if I did notice it and I felt the need to ask you, then just ask you. But I, I don't, it sounded to me like people are putting too much stock into social media. More so than that. like, that's a, that's a media and a form in which you can produce content and at, at moments have communication, right? Mm -hmm. But the true person to person interaction isn't social media. So if I unfriended you because of whatever reason I may have felt was in my best interest to unfollow you, it could be example, maybe I wanted to gear my page towards um, only having individuals in which are bringing substance to, to what I'm growing as far as a mm -hmm. business or as, as far as internal growth to myself and the content in which you provide is not that it should not make you feel or think that we are not friends because I removed you from that. It's almost like with the growth and with the, the being of social media that people have put in too much emphasis on it for you to think that immediately, oh, we're just not friends. Unless you know that you guys have had some type of falling out. 
Yeah, but usually your friends either going to tell you. So I would imagine that people who are who intentionally unfollow you either wasn't your friend and like really wasn't your friend in the first place or was a friend that is now a former friend. That's because the mute button is like so easy, like especially on Twitter. I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about uh, I don't get Nicki Minaj's posts. I don't get Beyonce posts. Um, I don't you don't, I don't I don't even get the um, Renaissance word because you can um, mute words on Twitter. It's the best thing on in or but and I I don't um muted um blue face I y'all ain't gonna respect that man new platform called X and stop calling it Twitter. Oh, no, that is Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I said I do think like if you feel the I think it really depends on like usually if you take if I I feel like if I take the time to unfollow somebody then we're not friends and that and I can't say I can't assume that for everybody. It might just not like the content that I'm posting, which is fine. Gotcha. I can see that, but if I if I unfollow you, we not friends. I must be. <laughs> Just know to, that now. You yeah, got the message here at the Juicy Cut Podcast. If Bernard stops following you, y'all ain't friends. He gonna just mute you. Well, I have muted people and they unfollowed me. But they showed you you mute. I have a I have a close friend that has me muted. I've never really? they showed you them you mute. It shows you mute. I show oh you my, come on, <laughs> Valley, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know people. Say. It you has a like, um. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. You know, people, I got muted. I didn't know they could see that. It ain't gonna change. But it has a bell with a line through it that expresses that you're muted. Damn. And I look, I'm like, I don't have that person muted. And I was like, oh, they have me muted, but I, I. Oh, I lied. I have them muted. Because <laughs> I was like, so I know I when I saw it, I was like, what is this bell thing? But actually, I have them muted. But mm, that's interesting. Let me unmute them. Because I don't even know how it got there. Um, you'll remember. Um, they, people are always going to remind you on their profile why you muted them. No, I, I never did it. Um, I, it may have been something like maybe I had it open or something and I just clicked it and it did it because I, mm -hmm. I barely am a person who will block somebody from calling me. I started blocking people my first time mm -hmm. outside of like those little spam calls that be coming. I started blocking people for the first time in 2022. Really? I was so against it. I'm like, what I'm blocking you for? I don't got that much energy. One well, do thing like blocking, like I guess you can always. I think if somebody really want to get a hold of you on a consistent basis, they can just keep calling like different numbers. Mm -hmm. And um, if I block you, not block people. Like uh, I, I block people. Yes, I do block. I actively block people. I block a lot of profiles. I block a lot of um, especially. It's more so if I don't want to see the content or like as a per. If if I block you as a person, I probably don't want to. I most likely don't want to talk to you. And you you usually know by that time I block you. So like for me, like to unfriend somebody, I said we can still be friends. We cannot talk no more. I just I just mute you. Now if you choose um to realize because you can't. I think you can tell in a way. When somebody mutes you, because you, if you usually see their posts, like their, um, when they post um, stories, and it's mm -hmm. more so through stories, if you see their posts all the time, eventually you're going to be like, I haven't seen him in a while. What's, what's up with them? Either they have you muted, or you may think like your algorithm um, of people just change. Because I have the people um, that I know that I see all the time post. Even the people that I rarely post, I still get their posts. Got a point there. 
But, you know, being muted is the best thing because I still, no, no, it, it doesn't bother me to still be your friend. I still want to see the shit on your profile. <laughs> I feel you. And now, guys, we get to the best part of our show. The one where I know it's going to still be a good one today. Mm. And Menard, I'm going to let you you give your um synopsis of how we got here today with Ghetto and Ghetto Earth. Mm. Okay. So, y'all, um, I agree, agree to disagree. Um, topic is, so um, I was on Twitter and it kept coming up for the life of a good few days. And I was like, and I also seen it on TikTok. I seen it on social media and I was like, oh, I didn't know this was like a conversation to be had. Like people was having like open TikTok lives, pictures and like talking about is sexy red is more so is sexy red bringing down the black community. Um, Valerie wanted to add Sukiana um but because they, were, they are a combined package okay um and so the question is more so that says sexy red bringing down a black community and they was having like a lot of discussions on a lot of topics and so i sent it to her and then i don't think we really talked about it we kind of just um we did and you just said that'd be a perfect topic because obviously we yeah, have two opposite sides i kind of figured what, what your um mine would be and um and so yeah so um what is you what is your thoughts first. on this no no you can go first <laughs> oh well i would say no you saw the post so i, I oh. want you to just kind of go 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 into where, where your thoughts are well i would say no because like and i think for me when i think of a lot of i think a lot of people within the black community go off of respectability politics and i understand respectability politics in a sense of that it was a means of survival back in the day and i do think that through generations it's still um really important to a lot of people um do i think i think somebody called them provocative i think they i think they are provocative but i would say if i'm focused solely on sexy red sexy red is is, is somebody is is nothing but one of your guys' cousins. I don't see se- maybe because on my I don't see sexy red. I guess doing I would say as dramatic as Sukiana. I know, but I think she has those tendencies of being like no, being loud, but being loud is not associated to being black or being like I don't see what they're doing to the point where that is not. It's guys that are doing the same exact thing and, and we don't talk about them. And so it's just interesting that when we talk about Sukiyana and Sexy Red, they're just two people who express their sexuality a little bit more than other people. That's all they're doing. A little bit more? Yeah. Throw that ass, you know you a hoe. Up or down, that booty gonna go. Ghetto bitch, so you know it's wet. I ride dick and I throw it back. Are you talking about uh... my ass in the track hawk because Suki got that juice? I'm fucking Kayla Man and I'm fucking Kiki's too. Hood bitch, I fuck like a pro. Nut it all in the op niggas' throat. Come on, Bernard. Are they not bringing down the community? And I'm, I just went over one song so, and so, just went down. So, skipping you know, I enjoy a lot of nasty songs. Pieces. 
Huh? I enjoy a lot of nasty songs. So you, how about this? You pick an artist, and I and I can Google right. I know I got it on my phone. Pick an artist, and I, I was out of Sukiana and um and Sexy Red. Pick an, you ain't even pick let an me artist. Finish. You ain't even let me finish. No, no, no. On on top of just the lyrics and the videos and all the stuff they do that goes with it, it's it's tacky to you because it's not something that you that you enjoy. Tacky. And maybe that's the case, but to me, it's like I'm at a point of if I had a kid at this very moment, I think them two would probably be banned because you're not going to be walking around here singing my coochie pink and my booty hole brown. That's, that's, a, that's that. just a no. That's an I, absolute no. And I, I wasn't a parent. That. I wasn't a person who grew up with you know the banning of certain music. But like I don't, I don't need a four year old walking around here thinking that this is the way you should be acting and performing as a woman. And I'm not saying that. Oh. Carisha and JT are the best, but it's not just, it's just, it looks trashy, it comes off trashy, and then it's not just the songs, it's what you're doing outside of the song, so whenever you're seeing in public, you're also doing some raunchy, just, I don't respect myself as a human being type stuff, I don't care what you do sexually, I don't care how you do it, I don't even care if you got on these like, coochie cutters and all of this, but every time you are seen, you are seen in a in a in a light in a dynamic where the person who you are on your music has no definition, no no definitive difference between you and what you have going on. So is this really and truly you? And for both of these women, unfortunately, it sounds like it is. But it also sounds like they both have gone through some significant sexual traumas and have not dealt with it and want to be accepted. Because I'm quite sure when they go behind closed doors, that ain't who they is. Well, you know what? I don't even know that. I done seen them in a group room look like they're doing a whole orgy. It's just every time I see them, it's the same thing as when I see Bruce Blueface and his his little girls. It's the same but, narrative, meaning they always giving off the same narrative. It does not change. And I understand that. Like I said, I do think like so um they are provocative, yes. I don't think there's no one way of acting as a black person though. And I think that's was always like interesting to me that it's a difference between like me not understanding like because i just don't i can't just relate to their experience and i wouldn't say they're bringing out a black community because there's no one way to act like i don't what is bringing down a black community because if you ask me it i wouldn't i wouldn't pick them two people or pick so then are you saying subjects. they're bringing up the community because they're going up or down right i don't know so are they bringing up the black community well i just think they're existing as black people okay I think, they're black yeah i don't even want to call them black. they're just existing as people because i got to be a color they're just existing because they're as all black they're just existing as people because no, i don't want to claim them why not they just they're too messy when they come I'm back to being black then they come back but I'm saying, but, but being provocative don't have a race, and so, so when I'm saying like when it's bringing out like like I said, what is, what is bringing down the black community? I never understand when people say that bringing down the black community. Um, and if I had to view it in a sense of their word, I think that if we're gonna I'll be addressing how they people... brought her to a school, they brought Sexy Red to a school, and they had to inform that she could not come in on that song. But then you go to a underprivileged. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming it's an underprivileged. But she still gave she money gave, to that school. You go, but you go into a, a impoverished, I don't think I'm saying the wrong word, but a, a lower income black school to provide money. But the second you walk in, you blazing your middle fingers. Hmm. Mm. When do you turn it off? 
I think, like I said, some people. But, that, are, but she's but she's bringing up the black community because she gave some dollars. I didn't say she's bringing up the black community. I don't. I don't think. I think you can support your, first response your community. Was, oh, but she gave money. Yeah. Oh, but then she walked in giving off the same persona. She like, she could have, I'm just saying, but so I think it's more so an adjustment of how people are acting. And I said, I can't, I can't judge people the way they're acting because I'm saying like, what is, once again, like I said, how do you if, judge people? I think it's the difference between saying that they are overly provocative for my experience in my life versus being like, they're bringing down the black community because like, if we had to have a conversation about like bringing down the black community, like I always say on this, on this um podcast, I think religion is the worst thing for black, for the black community. But I, and, and what I'm saying like, and they're not the only two that are bringing down the black community, but if I had, no, to put a, if I had to put a list of, if you're bringing it up or you're bringing it down, I would slide them over. If we had only the choice of bringing up and bringing down, I will slide them over to the right. You're bringing it down. Why is there even a choice in the first place? I understand that, like maybe, but we understand that some people support. I will um, put them to the right, not to the left. Within the black community, just looks a little different. They're still acquiring black wealth. They um, she are still giving school, so they may not do it the way um, that maybe a Mariah Carey might do it. Um, I'm not expecting them to walk in and be a Mariah Carey. I'm not even. But you have some sort of in. expectation for them no. not be so provocative. I expect that if you're gonna go to my kid's school and I don't allow my kid to throw up middle fingers at anyone at any age, or even my little cousins, like they're not walking around just passing up middle fingers. Why are you walking into a school blasting up? Fuck you. That is that is that inappropriate. Is, well, and why do you need to be told that that's inappropriate? What? Well, I'm I'm not arguing with you that I think they're probably inappropriate in a lot of settings. Um, I've never been in a setting with them, but I know. Do I care about her sticking middle fingers? No, honestly, no, I don't. That it because I think it's the difference between your kids respecting you, understanding, not knowing not doing. And if you think you send your kids to school when not um putting the middle fingers up, I promise you they are. I just think like yeah, that. kids I, but, are but putting I think up middle acting... fingers to each other, but an adult walking in a school throwing up middle fingers, and then my child thinks, "Oh, it's cute. Let me throw mine back." Absolutely not. Like I said, you can argue with the school. Like I said I didn't know she was that big enough to even come to the school and talk, but she is. And so, like I said, I think it's a difference between being inappropriate versus like actually bringing down the black community. Because, like I said, what is bringing down the black community? I think people just within the black community have different experiences um, that everybody can't relate to. It's the reason why we don't, as black people, we understand that every black person is the same. It's what we fight against when other races like to um, put us together. Um, saying we're all like, I can agree with you. Stuff. Maybe she's not bringing down quote quote the black community. She's just won't be the person you put as the face. To, um, if you're putting, and that's where be... I go. That's why I have a catch twenty two with it. Of if we had to choose, of if you're bringing it up or down, she would not be on the upside. Neither with Suki, but I, I will also say that one person or even two do not speak for the the mass the mass of us who are. But it it if when you have such an influence, you do make a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. So because of who they are and where they are now and how they are using their platform, despite the what they how far they have gotten, it it doesn't seem to be example. And I'm I'm a U City girl. The city girls do their thing. They they get on stage, they do their performances and all that. Mm -hmm. And when you see them regularly, they aren't they ain't the oh fuck these niggas give me my money. They they are civilized human beings. I could tell you right now, if I was friends with Suki, and or um the other girl sexy red mm -hmm. 
I can't tell you how I, I, I see y'all at the house. We can sit on the porch real quick. Maybe the back porch. I'll go to the backyard. Like I, I hell no, I wouldn't. Mm-mm, hell depending, no. Depending on what club. Because now they're telling either the club that I will go to, they're going to be embarrassing, or the club that they will go to, I think I'm going to get shot. So no. <laughs> they, look like, they look like take one, um, the mint, after 11 o'clock at night type vibe. That, that's the vibe they actually look like. And there, I don't see a differential of the of the human being, and and I, I will say they have a higher influence in our community right now because they are what's hot. But you can't even differentiate music to this. Like you have people who play villains, but they're not villains in real life. I understand. <laughs> they actually about... seem like they live um, their Lotto. Um, huh? Lotto is a good example. Lotto. Um, mm-hmm. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm holding up a court. Um, and. I didn't know, and I'm, I'm still back in April. Um, I think I met April with that with their podcast, and Lotto had to do like a year um, gun, like it was something she had to do. She brought a gun to the airport, mm-hmm. and the media um, didn't find it to like until she was like done with her class, and so she went on social media and she was saying um, that she's not a gangster. She's a whole housewife. This is what I do in my normal normal day to day life. Um, stop fucking with me. Um, and she was talking more so to the media. She was like, one, y'all didn't even know about this. Um, y'all, y'all just found out this and while I'm, I'm finished. Two, on my day-to-day life, I'm usually home cooking with, for my man or doing this or this, this, this X, Y, Z, but I'm not like anybody's gangster. I'm, I'm nobody's right down. Hey, that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying they have to be that either. They could be single, promiscuous, sexy black women. You yeah. just ain't gotta be so nasty. But all that is, but time. but that is you though. That is a difference between that is your preference. I understand about. I'm gonna say like sexiness. To me, sexiness takes a little bit more. Uh, I would say I wouldn't say effort. I think it's different levels to sexiness, because there's like sexual songs where they're just like, just because you sing it, that don't make. It, I just when I think of Sukiyana and like sexy red, what you just um um read from Sukiyana. It is no difference between like to me, Sukiana, and what somebody like I'ma say SWV said. SWV said SWV said you can melt to my body while I um while I slowly melt onto yours. Caress your face in my valley. Let me feel the sweetness of you. To me, you that is just, that? that is just as nasty as to me. It, it doesn't take it doesn't take the way to listen to valor. what you that just said nasty. and listen to what I just read. I don't know a lot of lyrics, but I know that one. But, my uh, thong showing, my booty poking, my pussy wet. I need a penny line. Come on, what you said about melting into bodies and all of that—that's a big difference. Then mm-hmm. lost my virginity and turned into a hoe. My coochie juice is in his dreads, and that's why he smell like cat. You could block my number, but he still don't <laughs> eat my ass. Come on, oh, make it make sense. One of my favorite songs is um, "Put It in Your Mouth." You can lick it, you can take, you can taste it. I'm talking every drip drop. Don't you waste it, baby. Slurp it up. It's enough to fill your cup. Finger licking cooks. I wish a nigga would go down kind of slow. I don't. I just even that song does not sound like these doggone lyrics. It's left to the interpretation of the person listening. This leaves nothing, and that's that's what I don't like about them. I guess as 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 just me being me, right? Well, Sam, but just you don't it's like provocative. To the imagination. You don't like overly provocative people versus them bringing on the black community. I guess to me, the reality is never like 
the idea i don't it there's no general idea of what black people should like look like and then if it is it is like really close to like what is adjacent to like whiteness and um respectability politics and so when i think of like what is one black person supposed to look like or how are they supposed to actively influence the community i do think a lot of that of what the goal of whatever that may be is you know steamed in like racism and so I think it's a difference between just saying like, oh, I really don't care for like overly provocative people. Um, like me, I don't really care for overly loud people. Um, so I probably won't be around Sukiyana um, in, a, in a in more of like certain settings. I don't like a lot of loudness. Um, just really, it's a nerve thing. I just I don't really care for it. Uh, no matter who you are, what age, if you're too loud, it it really fucks with me a little bit. But it's, it's like that is a difference versus saying they're bringing out a whole community because they're not doing like there are there are damn the angels to a lot of the niggas that are on um the rap um and all that other stuff. I and I think the only I just said they are contributors. I think people are like are singling them out. On girls, little yeah, young girls who think that this is cute. Trina, Trina and Lil Kim did the exact same thing. Just because they act more, they act more subtle i guess in um in in environments versus sukiyana it's just some people don't or i would say that's, home that's training but, my coochie pick my booty on ground but that's the name of her song that i'm just saying she came with something i'm saying it's catchy so people are going to say it it's not like she she made a song it was catchy i just think it's different between like the black community itself and like what that looked like as far as like um what is your black excellence look like versus you know what is your ex the reality of it because black become in all different types of shapes and we understand that like what sexy red and sukiana do is is nothing and, and it's just interesting i would say that they are picked out out of everybody in the whole culture because nobody says nothing about coded black Nobody, um, mystical has been, um, and this is all because, um, I'm, I'm, I'm late because, um, April, or I'm still um, on that podcast, mm-hmm. but, um, mystical is another one. Mystical been out here raping people for like the longest. For years. For years. And so, like I said, so when we highlight those things, like I said, what does that actually look like as far as like bringing down the black community? Because I think people look at people who are provocative within the black community. It's like, oh, that's not how we should act. And I feel like when we do that, it's more so just kind of like, are you trying to be respectability? I think bringing down the black community. You only asked about them particularly. So I feel like- I'm saying, but what is bringing down the black community? There's plenty of them that we can name. They're not the only two. But they are the two that are like, at the right now moment, they are in the Trina and China, the Trina, the Trina and mm-hmm. the little Kim moment of what they were back then. Yeah, but I'm not asking on Blueface, open. Sexy Red, Osukiana for like advice if I want to um, you go on political areas. You wouldn't, but who are they influencing yeah, but, uh, that would? Educated people. You but I'm saying, but they are influencing would. They're influencing kids. Yeah, but. Little Kim influenced me. That don't mean I'm I'm still gonna go to her about um what's happening that's with so the world. Rude. But exactly, you're but making so, you sound like the world, and that's that's just no, like you, saying, just but, like what you said about them not being them not being the whole totality of the black community, mm-hmm. but they are having a huge imprint. But I'm saying, but how many people do you also see that likes these people 
in a black community that have different levels of life with them and still able to kind of like, I think influence, I think do people have favorite influence? Yes, but the reality is no matter what race you are, you're gonna have people who are more provocative. You got more people who are, um, I guess just more so expressive, I would say. Um, Pamela Anderson is one of them or um, Courtney, um, Courtney Love. Yeah, that's what and that goes no, back to what you just said a minute ago. You I'm have saying, but they, but you're not saying they bring out a white community, huh? and so you're not going to say they bring out a white community or like. But the question um, was initially, are they bringing down the black community? We want to talk about whites. We want to talk about them mm -hmm. and their impact within the community. And we weren't just saying where they the I would only say ones no, bringing it I, down. I just think they're existing, but, and that's the only point I'm more so I'm making. I, I would say no because they're just they're existing as existing. black people, people. Because to me, you can't explain to me what bringing out a black community necessarily looks like in a sense of them there are said, influencers that are influencing young minds young impressionable minds into this is what they should be doing while they have not worked on and let me not say they haven't worked on i don't know if they have but if they have or haven't worked through their own traumas and then this is the outcome of it. And now you're portraying this to the world, not just in your music, but also on your day-to-day -day, that this is what's acceptable. Like example, you used to be able to watch things and still see the person. I don't see, like I said, I don't see a differential with them. So the kids that are following them don't see a differential either. Just like if, if Kodak Black say, I went out here and I shot all these dudes and I shot up the block, but then you see Kodak Black and I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing, I'm making up something. I ain't saying uh -huh. this is the case. You see Kodak Black out here um, doing community service for the hood, doing a, 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 a book bag giveaway, but not throwing up middle fingers, actually giving out his stuff and, you know, talking to the kids and saying, hey, go to school, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're seeing a difference in the human being. When I saw Sexy Red go to the school, I saw Sexy Red do some of the same things that she would have did as I've seen her in her videos, as I've seen her outside of it. There was no difference. Even she just did an interview, and I don't know if it was recent, but Sexy Red did an interview. No shade to her about this. I didn't, I didn't mm -hmm. feel like it was anything wrong to it, but it's just, it further goes to her world. She, the it's the dude who always be saying stuff, and he, he says it with a straight face. And I think the both of her baby daddies call her from the same jail. Like the, 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 it popped up, it was the same jail. And she answered, and she was like, let me call you back. But it's like everything that she raps. Well, just stay on the phone. Who <laughs> <laughs> that call wasn't free. <laughs> but it's it's just it's it's it sounds like she may have had a a a, a challenging upbringing. Ain't no shades of her own that. Some certain mm -hmm. things you cannot handle. You cannot blame yourself. You can't you can't be accountable for. But what else is there to you? And I guess that's what I want to see for them. It, it's, it's a disappointment to me because I want to see more with them. You got this fame, you got this wealth. Now, what else do you have in you besides this? Because you, you, you there. You got the cake. You got the ice cream. Can you be something else besides your booty hole and your coochie? Well, your then mouth? I think that's a different conversation because I think it's a difference between I think when I mean, people and I think with celebrities, um, I think a lot of people have that. Um, and I'm I'm going to do with its influencers, social media influencers. Because at this point, I wouldn't call them more. Well, I think they're artists, but they're more of a social media influencer slash artists, I guess. I think it's a difference between people being like a one trick pony versus being multifaceted within their industry. And I think a lot of them do not know it. I'm gonna use um I'm of course I'm gonna use I always like to use Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey didn't establish a brand until the 2000s. 
the fact, even this is after the fact, Sinnoh had number one album every year in the 90s. She didn't establish a brand, at least until like the emancipation of Mimi and more so try to establish who Mariah Carey is. And I think a lot of people are, or you see like maybe that one social media influence that had that one funny video and they try to recreate that same like algorithm of things. And I think a lot of people, when they are being influencers, I think you have to understand is even as an actor, I think of um, Regina King. Um, Regina King is a, is a producer, writer, um, director, actor. You, you, if you s simply stay in one lane, you're going to exhaust that one lane probably eventually. But like I said, at this moment, we don't see the, the other sides of Sex Red and Sukiyana. I, I can see Sukiyana honestly um, doing a cooking show on YouTube. Um, I know she cooks a lot all the times. Um, I hope she evolves. I hope they evolve But that is a part else. of her brand. But I think reality, like, are, a lot of them don't also want um, what I'm going to say marketing-wise. I think we have to think about that, too. Well, marketing-wise, they're not trying to look at a mom as a certain place in certain areas. I just, I don't think you really get the chance to know people on social media and I say, if I had to ask the question, bringing out the black community, no, because of what is necessary bringing out the black community when it comes to them, because all they are is just provocative people. And that's the way you see them. I see them differently. And I, this is where we what? Agree to disagree. Now, would I go to a very expensive dinner with them? Maybe. Nope. I'm Maybe. scared they may get on the table and bend their ass over and show their thumb and slide it to the side and start doing all type of freaky orgy crazy shit because that's what I see them do and it's weird because I don't go looking for them I do not go looking for them I don't think I follow Suki I know I don't follow Sexy Red but they fall on my timeline in somebody's media for mm. something they've been doing and they've been adding that little girl but Sexy little Red girl. out of all people Sexy Red I guess it seems like she's usually just in conversation with people versus like I think what she does versus Sukiyana does is, is a really big difference because I, I guess Sexy Red to me it just seemed like a normal girl I'm saying Sukiyana is abnormal, but maybe the the videos I've seen, she's always just like talking. She talks as if she's one of somebody's cousins. She a little ratchet, but yeah. They all together. Um... I understand what you're saying. Well, and who that little singer girl? I love singing. I hate saying love. Who's the girl who be singing that they done added with her? That she be with them half of the time too. Her um big meat um ex girlfriend. Oh, Summer Walker. Summer Walker be there with them too in the little orchard looking festival they be having. You know, Summer Walker just. Yeah. I just want to give Summer Walker a hug. I just know her house stank or something. It's just something gives me stank about her. You want to give her a hug? No, I, no, I said she needs a hug. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's not about it. It's just what I've like randomly heard about her. It was just like, whew. Especially when she was posting on social media about like when she first had her first baby and like what she was feeding her baby. I didn't know them second babies were twins. Mm-hmm. Hey. But she she out and about and then she twerk twerking with scissor. I don't know, I just yeah, which was cute. I look, I don't even like um girl. I was like, that's cute. Some walk was over there twerking in um what do you call it? A little um 19 or the 1600s um slave quarters um dress see you haven't seen it i haven't seen it so, unless they come up on summer, my timeline summer walker look act, actively look like a little house on the prairie 
um, twerking in this long skirt, skirt and like I think like a button up shirt, um, short sleeve. Sizzle was cute. Sizzle, um, Sizzle has a lot of ass. But I guess we agree to disagree. Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, we thank you for joining us on our anniversary episode of the Juicy yes. Cup Podcast. And join us next week. Oh, not next that week. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. And yeah, we do that. And if y'all got something to say, like, please, when I have to take the slide in our DMs, the podcast DMs, our personal DMs, mm-hmm. and or our email, because we know y'all don't agree with half, well, one half of us at some point. Yes. We love to hear your thoughts. You know, we could start doing like a recap of like, oh, this is what um such a, or like somebody said we disagree by X, Y, Z and that. We have like probably extended conversations, but like, um, what are you guys' thoughts? Basically, what are you guys' thoughts on like our agree to disagree? So you guys can be included in conversation because we hear a lot of you guys. Um, we talk to you guys that you guys are constantly fussing at your radios and fussing back um at with us. And so with that, we go go. I got a long day today. I need to go get me a drink. It's been good. All right, y'all.